this 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 group that kind of shows up like we're, we're running programming almost every day from essentially four to eight o'clock uh, in the evening and you just have all these different people coming through whether it's for the adaptive the adult rowing the junior rowing um, and you kind of see this this community kind of moving out and sharing equipment and it's just been really exciting to see all of these different people showing up and and and, and having a, a clear access. I think it's as important for us as we're doing it and kind of making that community, but also people seeing just, just this big mob of people moving <laughs> from the boathouse. And I, I think it's, it's just exciting. I think more and more people are going to see more people like them uh, rowing. And I think that is a big part of making it as accessible as possible. So This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action, sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 65 of Life in Motion. I've got Hazel and Mason with me from Richmond Community Rowing. As you may guess, their mission is to share their love for rowing with others, especially those who have never had the opportunity to experience it themselves. I'm excited to hear they're doing that and how they're making an impact uh, in their community by doing that. So uh, thank you both for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Come on. Of course, of course. So um, before we jump into everything you're doing at um, RCR, uh, you know, let's start with kind of the background uh, stories of, of each of y'all, you know, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, kind of what led you to where you are today. Um, Hazel, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Okay, cool. Um, so I grew up in Reston, Virginia, which is in Fairfax County, like two hours away. Um, and I've always been a pretty active person. Like I swam growing up and um, I did ballet. Um, and I also took a lot of music classes, like I did viola and piano. So I always had like a million extracurriculars going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when I, you know, came to school, um, I was looking at art schools. Um, my major ended up being communication arts at VCU. Okay. Um, and oddly enough, I kind of was looking into rowing before I even really knew what it was. Like, I think I was kind of over swimming, but I wasn't done doing a water sport. Um, so I was just kind of researching what there was. And then I saw that VCU had a rowing program. So I was like, oh, that's kind of perfect. Um, and that's how I got introduced to the sport. And honestly, just kind of became obsessed with it. It was at the top of my priority list with art. And I think I kind of twisted both of the worlds together to create a career. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of what I've been doing with, with RCR. <laughs> that's awesome. So, and that's, that's kind of interesting too, that you got involved with it sort of, um, you know, in college years, you know, you didn't grow up doing it or anything like that, obviously was swimming and everything. What, what was it that like, I guess, drew you to it? You know, like I said, after, you know, not really having that experience growing up with it or maybe having any influence in that sense um what, what was kind of that the, the reason I guess b behind it I think honestly it was the speed <laughs> and the yeah, teamwork well. um because you know kayaking obviously is can be a really rigorous sport too um but I think I just was looking at like Olympic races and the boats were just moving so fast and I was just so impressed that you know, there are only like eight or four people on the boat and it's just, it just kind of blew my mind. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and I guess you got to kind of be synchronized to do that as well. Yes. Um, 
And and I don't, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't know too much about, I mean, obviously I know what rowing is and everything like that. So like, what is like the top speed? Like, obviously I'm sure it varies by the team or the individuals that are on there, but what's like a crazy number? Do you know? (laughs) That's a really good question. I feel like I've never tried to measure miles per hour. Um, It's probably like, I don't know, bike speed. Um, So pretty fast, maybe even faster. Yeah. Um, But we usually measure it by rate, which is strokes per minute. Okay. Um, So when crews are like really cranking, they can get up to like mid forties, which 40 strokes per minute is like extremely fast. (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can only imagine. Uh, I don't know if I have the endurance. I know I don't have the endurance to do that. I should say. Oh yeah. Me either. either. (laughs) Like uh, miles per hour. I think Olympic eights, which are like best of the best. I think they talk about it like 18 miles an hour. Okay. So it's, you know, especially when you take in consideration the the resistance and stuff of the water you know i'm sure so uh anyway sorry that was just kind of a a fact that i didn't know that i figured you all might so thank you (laughs) um mason so so what's uh what's your story uh you know as far as growing up you know getting involved and and kind of how did you get where you are today yeah um it's interesting i think it's funny that you're you know you mentioned the uh getting involved in college. Cause I think a lot of our experience, especially in the Richmond area, um, especially if you didn't grow up in Northern Virginia, which has a really healthy kind of youth rowing community um, is finding it in college through the, either like the club or the, uh, the amateur side of rowing. So I, I was like, Hazel, I got involved in rowing when I was in college. Okay. Um, I joined my freshman year. Uh, this is now like a decade ago. Um, but the, you know, at the time I didn't even know, like they, they, my roommate at the time said he, and he's the guy that actually found RCR with me. Um, he was like, do you want to do crew? And I thought he meant like a dance crew, which I was, I was like, I was, I want to do something. <laughs> um, like I'd always done sports growing up, but I never had like a single sport. Like I ran like track and played the cross and a couple of other sports. Um, but yeah, we kind of, I kind of got into it and then it's kind of the perfect sport to start at any age, which is really interesting. Cause like, everyone's really bad at it when they start because it's so awkward yeah me in particular I was terrible at it but I think the (laughs) exciting thing was as I got into it it was super fun to kind of watch there's something about it where it's this this weird synchronization and and balance and teamwork and there's a lot of different dynamics in it that I think people find a lot of ways to fall in love with it Um, yeah and a lot of different people can kind of come at it from a lot of angles so yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, since, you know, both of you all found, found it, uh, found it rowing at uh, VCU, I obviously wasn't doing something right as a, as a VCU student, obviously, cause I never got into it. So, uh, and honestly, I, I didn't even really realize that uh, VCU had a rowing team while I was in, at college there. So, um, but that's awesome to hear that uh, it obviously found its place with you all. Um, and I think it's really interesting too, as you mentioned, the dynamics of it, you know, between communication and, and synchronization and everything else, I'm sure it's kind of easy to kind of, uh, um, I don't know, I, I guess team teamwork really comes into play, uh, with that, I would yeah. say, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of the, the guy I used to row with always, but there's no superstars in rowing and it's pretty true. Cause like you kind of, you're all stuck with the time at the end of the day. Yeah. Is it yeah. so, so from that perspective, is it, is it easy to like, you know, you know, if you have like the same, you know, group of people that you row with, 
and then you know say you just meet you know three other random people or whatever and just hop in is is it kind of hard to get into that rhythm without like that constant um you know i guess being around each other and actually doing it um i think it it, it depends on the culture of the like growing community that you're in you know what i mean i think that yes like doing things with other people on a consistent basis makes it like practice is a good thing um, yeah but i think one thing that we've we've tried hard to do with rcr and, and one thing that you know is super exciting is that i think rowing is traditionally seen as a kind of hard to get into sport like it's like oh that's what those people do at like harvard or like you see them on the river and you're like well you know like or like in like boston or dc communities where there's a big big rowing scene um but it's surprisingly approachable um, when you have the people around you that want to uh, help. And I think one thing that was really tremendous about both like the VCU program and kind of what we've been doing with RCR is that the cool thing about rowing is that because you're stuck in the boat with all these people, there's a lot of ways to get feedback that's really productive. So you can actually learn yeah. really fast too when you're in a group of people that really want to kind of help you get better. Um, and it's just, it's just that, you know, that kind of feedback loop of like coaching and peers in the boat because ultimately if i'm in the boat with you jeremy like i want you to be good too so that i can have a good row <laughs> so. yeah yeah it's obviously yeah totally dependent on the the people around you as well which is a yeah that that totally makes sense so so with that what uh i guess is a good part obviously to get into rcr and uh everything um that that you're about so so what exactly is it um and, you know, what, what's kind of the story of what, what led to that, um, you know, after having your own personal experiences uh, with the VCU uh, teams and whatnot and kind of, you know, uh, transitioning into this? Hazel, if you want to describe what it is, I'll kind of go how it came about. Yeah, yeah. You can talk mission. I'll talk programs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Right now we have um, adult learn to row, which is broken up into sculling and sweep, um, which we were able to bring back with COVID, which was really nice. Um, and then our top three programs are our youth program, our veteran program and our adaptive program. Okay. Um, the youth program is really big for us. And honestly, our focus, um, because we're trying to target the younger audiences that are looking for those like extracurricular activities um, and giving them access to it. Um, and then, you know, once we have the means, once we have our own house, we would love to open it up to maybe doing some like study sessions and opening it up to beyond rowing. Um, but I think, you know, like the kids are the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're, there are peak focus right now. Um, that program is the dearest to our hearts. Um, and then our veteran program is pretty small right now. It's, I think like five people. Um, I've been kind of recruiting as the season has gone on, um, but they row for free. So it's really just like a one day per week recreational activity for them just to like give them something fun to do. Um, easy going, don't have to worry about fees. Um, and then our adaptive program is done in partnership with Sportable, which I feel like you said you interviewed them, right? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, a couple episodes ago, uh, okay, we interviewed cool. uh, Forrest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we we work with them um, like really closely on that. Um, and they they bring in everybody and then we help them with like expertise and, and stuff like that. Um, 
And that program, I, I think, has been the strongest, maybe with the youth program through the past couple of years. Um, it survived COVID and everything else in between. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that. That's awesome. And that's, and it's cool that you have, um, you know, I, I guess so many different demographics, you know, from the U to the veterans to the, uh, the adaptive portion and, and kind of different options and, and adults, sure. Um, and everything. So it's, it's cool that, you know, you're, you're making it as, as well-rounded and as accessible for everybody that you can. So. Yes. And that's a hundred percent the goal. Um, I mean, rowing is historically like, not diverse at all. Um, so our goal with all these programs is, you know, for like, if anyone was on their computer or looking at a flyer, they should be able to envision themselves in one of those categories. Um, and that's really like what drives our mission with our programming. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so to circle back around, I know, uh, Mason, you're going to mention kind of how it, it started and where these, obviously, you know, we touched a little bit on the programs itself. But where, where, I guess, where did the idea and sort of, you know, where did, where did you see the need to start something like this, to have these programs that, that reached all these different people? And what was that, I guess, that process like as well? Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I think the, so the, a lot of things were kind of happening at one time um, that led to kind of the genesis of it, but a lot of it was kind of getting involved uh at first with Sportable and kind of working with, cause they had an adaptive program that they were running um, with a couple of volunteers that it was really interesting to see just how much the, like the rowing stroke in the boat can be adapted to any variety of athlete. Um, and I think that that was just like a really like empowering thing, like the sport or sport as a mechanism to reach more people, like rowing is incredibly accessible because the stroke can be broken down. So I think we, we, we saw that happening um, at the same time you know, rowing at VCU, you had a lot of these kids coming through that were, you know, from Northern Virginia um, or from up North where there, there's a, probably a healthier junior or, and we say junior, like youth. So middle and high school rowing scene. Yeah. Uh, and we were kind of like, why isn't there that in Richmond when we have arguably one of the greatest rivers for rowing in the yeah. country? Um, and it was kind of like, there's this weird, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity, especially at the the women's collegiate level for athletes, but also just like what rowing meant to us. Like, I wish I had rowing in high school where I grew up. Um, and just from, just from the, the, the sport itself. So it was kind of like seeing these two things happen and, and, and wanting to create a, a wider funnel essentially into the sport. Um, and then at the same time, also like, just it, I would hear over and over, not only like what you said about like VCU having a rowing team, but also like there's rowing in Richmond. Um, and it's kind of like, we have this awesome thing that is the James river. And I think that just, wanting to find as many ways to open that up to as many people as possible has always been really interesting. Um, and you see things like whitewater kayaking and a lot of the park system, which are amazing, but also like, how can we, you know, use the full range of the river? Cause we row, uh, past the fault line. So it's a whole different scene, but also equally awesome. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Then, that... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you, you finished. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, one thing was just like making it like, like Hazel said, like just, trying to find as much as, as many ways to kind of reduce the friction to trying, you know, some kind of water sport, because not only does it like help you, you know, get involved with the James river, but also, you know, see what's so cool about it, but just things like basic water safety and things like, you know, getting into athletics and, and finding ways um, to kind of stay active and stay involved in the city in ways that are, are pretty cool. 
all of yep. that kind of combined together and we said all right let's let's try to do something about it and we kind of won it for a few years <laughs> and when when did it actually start 2016 i was in grad school at the time okay yeah so i mean that's yeah fifth no let me do my math right yeah fifth year right yeah going on probably yeah that's we really spun up probably about four years ago when we started to kind of do a bigger junior program and then the adaptive program was growing. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, and so to, to jump back to the programs a little bit, like, for example, you know, you just mentioned, you know, the junior program or whatnot, you know, wasn't really, uh, or, or maybe still isn't really prevalent in Richmond. That's obviously something that you all are trying to, um, you know, kind of grow. How, how do you do that? You know, coming from, you know, I guess, how are you, do you, do you work with, you know, school systems? How are you introducing, you know, these kids to, to this sport that might not have known about it in the first place? Yeah, I think so. It's interesting. Cause, and I should mention this thing there, there actually have been a couple of rowing programs that have popped up over the years. Like there's river city out in Chesterfield, James river high school as a crew team. Um, but there's nothing in like the downtown Richmond area. Okay. And I think one of the, the main shifts that we have taken and, and continue to kind of push down is that it's not just the way that we offer the programming, but making sure the programming is super flexible to a lot of families. Um, so we, we do programming five days a week, but we don't necessarily require like five days of consistent practice. It's much more of a, we try to match the program to the athlete. Um, so I think in terms of like opening up the possibilities and, and making it easier to get involved, that's one way that we do it. Um, and then, yeah, so when we started, we were actually, we partnered with RPS and a lot of our athletes still continue to come from Franklin military. Okay. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm trying to, I think we have three from Franklin military right now, if you're familiar with the area. Um, and then ever since then, it's been just kind of word of mouth and, and just kind of presence and building it up to what it is today. And the pandemic kind of like forced us to kind of reconsider how we ran it. Um, and a lot of Hazel's work has been kind of how do we come through the pandemic and offer programming that's safe? And then coming out of the pandemic, how do we grow it? Yeah. Yeah. The, un, an unfortunate challenge for, for everybody, but it, it's, it's awesome to, to see or, and hear that, you know, you obviously found ways to, to adapt with that. Um, so, so, and the word of mouth is awesome that, you know, it's kind of getting some, some legs that, in that sense. So like for like a junior program, for example, you know, it's a, you know, five days a week, you know, if, if that works out, you know, for whatever individual, how, I guess, how much time is like spent on the, spent on the water? Are there like machine exercises as well? Like, like team building, it's just like, like what, I guess, what, what does like a general like program look like? You know, I guess, you know, whether it be, you know, at the junior level or, you know, the veteran veteran or, you know, adaptive or anything like that. Like what, what do those programs look like? So with the adults, the veterans and the adaptive athletes, um, we do prioritize the water as much as possible just because they're less frequent than the youth program. Um, and then, I mean, of course, with the youth program, we prioritize the water too, but, um, when you have more practices, you have more chances of running into like weather. <laughs> yeah. With, in certain seasons is really not great. Like the spring was really rough on everybody. Um, so like my day actually just starts with checking like the weather, the water level. Um, and in certain seasons, the river temperature, 
Um, cause in colder seasons, it can, it can be dangerously cold and you don't want to send out small boats in, in water like that Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, so, you know, if we do have weather for the youth program, we'll do like circuits, um, on earth day in the spring, I came up with like a little circuit where each exercise was like named after like a national park. Um, so we try to make it fun and engaging. Um, and for the youth program too, we have little journal entries at the end of each practice. Um, just like a little time for reflection and, you know, teaching them how to incorporate critical thinking into the sport that they're doing. Um, cause I know a lot of kids probably wouldn't think to merge those things together, but we've seen a lot of like personal growth and a lot of kids coming out of their shells and they're now like working well together because they know how to express what they're feeling on the water, um, which is really awesome because when you have something that's totally new, you don't necessarily know like what it is that you're thinking or feeling. So um, we've been really tackling like the mental health side of it too for them, which has been really great to see. Um, and then, you know, for the adult programs and the veteran programs for bad weather days, we, we give them like a couple of weather days, um, as kind of like a cushion. And then if those run out, you know, we'll do some like land practices too, um, on the machines because the machines are just as valuable to, to learn how to row. I think people just like get bummed out when they can't go out on the water. (laughs) (laughs) That's understandable though, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's awesome. It's cool that, that you you all are finding different ways, um, to, to kind of, you know, like you said, make it fun with the earth day thing and, and, you know, being able to kind of teach, you know, even off the water, you know, as needed. Um, and then also, of course, uh, you know, seeing, seeing the kids get out of the, out of their shell are probably the best part. You know, like you said, I mean, you gotta, you gotta learn how to communicate if you're, you know, all are out there, you know, on the water, if something's going wrong, um, right. gotta kind of yeah. build some trust <laughs> there. So, um, so, so with that, you know, obviously, you know, you mentioned before you work a lot with like sportable for the adaptive side of things, um, which obviously helps, you know, getting the involvement there. But for the the veteran veteran, if I can speak, uh, programs, um, how how did or I guess where where did the idea for that to come with, and, and I guess what how are you finding kind of the vet veterans um, in that case, and kind of getting them involved? The so the veteran program is really exciting because I think we we look to there's a couple of other really good community rowing programs around the country, especially on the East Coast. So there's like Row New York and three rivers. And we saw that they have these kind of really healthy veterans programs. Um, and one thing that we have, U.S. Rowing is kind of the governing organization for rowing in the United States, obviously. And um, the pretty much we were talking with them and we were interested in kind of spinning one up and they kind of helped us get it going. Um, and then before the pandemic, we actually had, I think it was a team of like, it was like 10 people, 10 veterans. Yeah. Um, and they were getting ramped up to kind of do some 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 bigger boat work. Uh, the pandemic kind of hit, and we mentioned they kind of leveled it. So again, like the the kind of coming out of it, um, we had one veteran get involved. He's now one of our uh, adaptive coaches, uh, and he's brought a ton of energy. His name's John, um, <laughs> but uh, 
he kind of has helped us spin up a couple, like a little more interest, but it's a similar thing where it's just kind of, I think like Hale saying, like we'll potentially have five this summer. And I imagine that kind of word of mouth and continuation of it will kind of keep it growing. Um, because we, we, we want to make sure that we're always also having enough kind of coaches and volunteers in the water to make sure that everything runs, you know, safely and effectively. And, um, but yeah, it was, it, you know, we've done stuff with sheltering arms over the years. We've done stuff with, uh, uh, Freedom Rose is a grant program that we've been a part of, and they've helped us kind of, you know, reach out to people at the VA. Um, but again, it's just a lot of like word of mouth. And then also because we can offer the veterans program at no cost, um, it seems like some people kind of come to us too, which we're, we, we love that. That makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure like, you know, I'm, I, I, or I guess I would imagine that, you know, uh, having the opportunity to get out there and kind of having those experiences like that, you know, is probably, you know, super, uh, like I said, I would assume super beneficial to them in more ways than one kind of give some, you know, depending on, you know, maybe if they're veterans that, you know, I've been through some stuff or anything like that as well. I'm sure there's kind of that aspect to it where it kind of helps kind of, um, uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of help with some of those, those circumstances that come along with being a veteran, oh, yeah. I guess I'm saying. And it also, I mean, I think it's good to have like a group of people that, you know, you, you see on a regular basis. Like, I think, you know, it's fun. There's, it's, it's hard to find like social and fitness type events. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think finding ways to offer those things. I think rowing is a very camaraderie based, um, you know, there's a lot of, you, you got to depend on a lot of people. It's, it's a good, it's, it's cool for that community aspect. And then also our ability to kind of like we do with the adaptive when we're working with injured veterans, like, you know, we can, you can have essentially these crews that are uh, mixes of veterans and injured veterans. And it's the, the equipment's very accessible and fluid that we can make it all happen at one time, um, which is always really exciting too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of to that point, are there like any, you know, kind of favorite stories, I guess, I don't know if success story is the right way, but, you know, you just see like a certain impact, you know, on, you know, an individual or, or a group or, you know, whatever, you know, from kind of those, that, uh, those experiences on the water or even off the water. Yeah. For especially the youth program, there have been a lot of like, you know, happy emails from parents coming in, especially, in the spring season, right after, um, you know, we were kind of finally figuring out what to do about COVID and finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and even just like on the water, we, we had one kid in particular who I'm just thinking of now, he was like super quiet. Um, and you know, when people are wearing masks, you can't really tell like what they're thinking yeah. either. You can't read their face. Um, we would always like constantly ask him if he was okay. Like he always just seemed just quiet and kind of bummed out. Um, and he would always be like, no, I'm having a good time. And then like fast forward to now, he's like saying, you know, he runs up and he says hi and he's socializing with everyone else. And he's like cracking jokes. Um, so it's that in and of itself is just so rewarding. Like it, it seems like such a small thing and it's just one person, but with a combination of like those emails and then physically seeing it from people, it makes like a really big difference. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I was, to, to that point, and, and Macy, if you had a story too, I'll let you go too. But I would say it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, with, you know, with rowing or, or really any sport, you know, that's kind of the side effect that you don't really think about that, you know, it kind of, you know, obviously it breaks, breaks down that person, you know, 
within the sport itself, but in the, not the real world, but you know, in their regular day-to-day life, it also I'm sure helps them break the shell in, in more ways than one, I guess what I'm saying. So it's cool to hear that, you know, you're hearing those kind of the success stories in that sense and, and getting the feedback from the parents. And obviously uh, nothing's going to beat the the smile on the kid's face, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you have, you know, if you try something difficult and new, and then you have like a positive result, you're more likely to do that later with something else. So I think that's why seeing that is so important. Cause you know, like maybe he'll try something new, like at school or, you know, college might be scary if he chooses that path. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mason, did you have one? I think mine's, uh, I, they're, Hazel's, they're all, I mean, there's so, there's so many, <laughs> but like, um, one of the, I think one of the exciting things that, that just the, especially the work that with the, the programming that Hazel's put on over the past you know year is that the, the capital trail that runs by our dock has always been like a very busy area. Um, and I think one thing that's been really exciting is that more and more of that traffic are people that can like, we have a very clear way to like engage with them and like, be like, you should try this. And more and more people are kind of finding us that way. And I think just making the, this, this, this group that kind of shows up, like we're, we're running programming almost every day from essentially four to eight o'clock uh, in the evening. And you just have all these different people coming through, whether it's for the adaptive, the adult rowing, the junior rowing, um, and you kind of see this, this community kind of moving out and sharing equipment. And it's just been really exciting to see all of these different people showing up and, 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 and having a, a clear access. I think it's as important for us as we're doing it and kind of making that community, but also people seeing just, just this big mob of people moving <laughs> from the boathouse. And I, I think it's, it's just exciting. I think more and more people are going to see more people like them uh, rowing. And I think that is a big part of making it as accessible as possible. So. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's a good point too. You know, like you said, if, if you see this big uh, mob of people on the water and you're just, you know, out of the park for whatever reason, you know, mind your own business, you're like, Hey, you know, like kind of sparks your interest and all makes it more normal. Isn't the right word to say. Um, but in a sense like, Oh, Hey, yeah, people do do this often. Maybe I can get involved and kind of, you know, you know, help, helps, helps build the computer, the community and impact the community and kind of open up to new things, uh, better I'd say. So um, so, so, so to that, you know, one thing I always like to ask is, you know, uh, is a piece of advice. So kind of in, in y'all's case, you know, obviously you, you, you kind of found a need. I, I'm going to have two pieces of, of quick advice, actually two questions. So one, you all found obviously a need, um, to kind of get, uh, more kids involved with the rowing community. Um, you know, obviously, you know, from the adaptive side to veterans to kind of everything in between as well. For someone, you know, that doesn't live in kind of your area, but might, you know, have a similar passion, you know, whether it's rowing or something else, but they want to kind of give back to the community in that way, what advice would you have for them? And then another side note, if there's, you know, a kid, for instance, that would want to get involved with rowing, uh, but like you said, for some reason they're intimidated or something, what, what could you offer them, uh, to kind of, to, you know, you know, uh, push them to the edge per se, you know, to kind of go out there and try it. I feel like, um, I mean, my parents always told me growing up, like you never like, like not trying is a failure in and of itself. So I feel like just giving it a shot, like you don't have anything to lose. And especially with like our flexibility, you know, um, we don't hold it against anyone if they, if they aren't into it, it is not for everybody. Um, so my advice would be like, you know, you don't know until you try, so may as well try. Um, 
And I guess that would be the same for a youth athlete or, or any other athlete. Um, and we do try to make it, especially for the youth athletes, as accessible as possible. Like we have scholarships. So if money is a concern, um, we we have things to support that um, because that's that's one of our biggest things is we don't want money getting in the way um, of trying something out. So. I just say, go for it. If you're thinking about it. <laughs> love it. Love it. You have anything to add to that, Mason? Um, just that I was laughably bad at it when I started to the point where like there were in, this is not the vibe that we put out there at RCR, but one of the coxswains who are the, the tiny steers of the boat and they're kind of the, the little coach in the boat with you sometimes, but she, she pulled me aside. She was, a, I think she was an upper class person. I got VCU, but she was like, maybe this isn't for you. And I was like, what? Come on. And um, the, the, the thing about wrong is so fun is that everyone's really bad at it in the beginning because it's so awkward. And I think there's this kind of like mutual, it's really fun to learn with a new group of people. So I think also like if you have, you know, you see siblings come through or like um, spouses, it's, it's fun to learn with other people because it's, it's so goofy at first. And then once it clicks, there's these little eureka moments that are, I think, really thrilling. And I, I, I'm terrible at music, so I can't compare it. But I imagine it's like when you, finally sort of learn how to play an instrument and you're like oh wait this is like this is pretty cool um and it's it's you know for people that want to get into the competitive side of it there's a ton of racing but also just like the pure kind of like learning a new skill that you also happen to burn a bunch of calories while you do i think people will get a kick out of and it's pretty low impact you know like it's it's as far as like when you compare it to like running it's like way better for your knees so oh yeah and and not to mention also you know as, as as we all know you're out on the water passing you know different scenes and everything like that so i'm sure it's uh peaceful in that sense as well and you don't have to worry about cars compared to running the same 10 kilometer stretch for 10 years <laughs> and it's still awesome it's still cool <laughs> that that's great so so to that point where can people find you online um to to kind of look into more of your programs um you know if if they're in richmond or how to get involved maybe they have some questions uh, about getting in, in a rowing or anything like that where can people find you online and, and see what you're up to so our tag or handle or whatever is row rva um, and that's on everything r-o-w-r-v-a um, and we're on like facebook instagram um row rva at gmail is our like direct email um and rowrva.org is our website but those are our key points on the map if, if someone wants to find us. <laughs> awesome. Well, everybody definitely make sure you check them out, see what they're uh, doing on social, doing what, uh, what programs they have on their website and everything like that. And, uh, as they said, you know, everybody starts off kind of rough, uh, but obviously you fall in love to it, even if, uh, you know, somebody, uh, might think otherwise. So, <laughs> um, with us though, what? we're all very nice oh yeah no I, sorry Ex exclude excluding them I, I apologize i was just you know <laughs> um but anyways thank you both for for coming on and uh sharing you know your stories your background how like i said how you fell in love with it um and you know how obviously you're making this impact and building this community around uh around rowing as it is and you know impacting more uh more lives that way so uh thank you both again thanks for having us thank you so much this was fun Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion. Until next time.